Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hour number two of a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the Visa app, Phobos, Slate, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Did I forget anything? I don't know. However you're taking us in, we appreciate it. Uh, it is Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Just uh, pulling back the curtain for a second. Jeff was uh, lambasting people downstairs uh, in our control room for eating candy prior to uh, 7 a.m. Pacific. And I'm looking over there, and Parlay now, 59 minutes later, is just going to town on candy. What do you have to say for yourself? I just needed a small boost of sugar. How dare you? The- I had one one thing. Uh, again, uh, Anna. Uh, uh, are really of our jack of all trades on on everything technologically uh, here during the show. Yeah, she's down. Yeah, she's down. Mm-hmm. She did have five Tootsie Rolls this morning, so that is <laughs> that is more than my Swedish fish. Uh, Sorry, Ann. We also use this term here, OTP, which which I learned is not technical at all. All it means is on the phone, and so uh, Ann was saying she's down with OTP with Chris Valika. He's on the phone. What do you got, Chris? How you doing, man? I'm I'm just I'm just enjoying the uh, the, the candy conversation here. Yeah, I have I have no issue with popping a couple of uh, Swedish fish early in the morning. Yes, a little a little kick early on, <laughs> especially after uh, especially after Parlay suffered through the uh, the Jeff game last night. And I'm sure he needs a little bit of a pick me up this morning. <laughs> he does. So actually, I, I've neglected to mention this uh, so far this morning. The Colts were very close to being a selection in our in our picks last night in in the contest uh, for Wes and I, and the one thought I had during that last drive is thank goodness we did not bother with this because this would just be so oh, agonizing right now. Be horrible <laughs> again. One, that would have been a king of the mountaintop backdoor cover last night after the Jets. If they score that touchdown seven yards away, they would have outscored the Colts down the stretch twenty-seven to three or twenty-eight to three or. 26 to 3, whatever it is, they would have crushed him uh, there down the stretch. Chris, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for not having Herb Street just next to your shoulder doing a uh, radio hit while you're on. Uh, that has always been problematic. Let me uh, let me start in on some of these games this weekend and get your thoughts before we get to your best bets. Um, one, we haven't had you on. I guess we should harken back to the first college football playoff rankings. First, let's talk about that for a second. Was there anything in there truly, truly objectionable to you? Um, no, like, I think it was, it's irrelevant where Alabama is ranked. If Alabama, if they were second or if they're seventh, if they went out, they're in the playoff. It doesn't matter. Uh, and the Cincinnati thing, he, he, here's, here's the thing with Cincinnati. People are, are like jumping to conclusions or whatever. 
but they are still the highest-ranked team from the group of five ever in the initial ranking, and they are ahead of two undefeated Power Five league leaders. That's a pretty darn good spot to be. And, and, and what, I, what I don't get with people if, in, in Cincinnati, and it comes back to, like, the polls. So we don't like preseason polls because they don't take into any evidence of games. It's just a guess. We need to get rid of those polls, and we need a, we need a ranking system that starts in the middle of the year once we take games and evidence into consideration. So now that Cincinnati was second in the poll that starts before the year, that's just a guess, and they were ahead of a lot of these teams, now that's okay, and the, one, the ranking system that starts in the middle of the year that takes into account evidence, and, and they're sixth in that one, that, that's the one we don't like. So it, it, it's, it's kind of bizarre, the, the thinking how the, the goalposts move in terms of when preseason AP poll or coaches poll matters, and, and they don't. And look, they're still in a really good spot. I went into details on this. Certainly, Ohio State and Michigan State play, and someone's going someone's to lose. Oregon does not look like a team that's going to win out. they got potentially two games with Utah, two rivalry games with Oregon State and, 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 and Washington tomorrow. And, and Alabama is probably going to be an underdog in the SEC championship game. So they, are, they, they still have many, many avenues to potentially reach the college football playoffs. That's a good point. And that, that is the one thing. We, we do have to let these games actually play out before we start debating. And obviously only the last of these college football rankings will ultimately matter. Speaking of Michigan State, you said, well, they might, they might lose playing Ohio State. What about this weekend at Purdue? How do you feel about that game? Yeah, it, it, it's a definitely a, a weird line, but I like the way Mel Tucker has just kind of taken this head on and right, right out of the gate he said, hey, we, we know Purdue has more wins over any any team is an unranked team against any top five teams an unranked team um he's been playing it up and get, drilling this into his head all week long uh, i have a very good friend who went to michigan state and immediately after the game on saturday was like this is our nebraska 2015 game <laughs> yeah. so they are well, they, they are well aware that this is a, a trap game bad situation and i and i I, I backed out the uh, the probability. Like I'm, I'm not betting against Michigan State because they've been defying math all year long. And uh, if you took the lowest win win probability point of the Alabama, of the, uh, the the Nebraska game, the Indiana game, the Michigan game, and the Miami game, it comes out to like a point zero five percent chance that they would have been able to pull all four of those games out. So. Uh, they've been doing it all year long, and I, and I love the. the I got to remember, Mel Tucker is a Nick Saban guy. Like this is an area where he has been very well trained and versed and been around, seen the way Nick handles these types of situations. I'd be surprised if Michigan State came out flat tomorrow. If they, maybe, maybe, hey, maybe Purdue will get five turnovers like they did against Iowa, and and will beat them. But uh, at the same time, I, I wouldn't bet against them tomorrow. What about two teams that were not in the top ten in the uh, playoff rankings? A uh, and M and Auburn still a really good matchup. A uh, and M favored by four and a half. Where do you come down on this? Where do you come down on the old Bo Nix home road splits thing, which he seems to have cured a bit this year? Yeah, yeah but it, it, I, I think there's still something to home and and I look at this game uh, if I had to play the game. I would lean and you mentioned. Hey Chris. Hey Chris. Do me a favor. We thought that was going to go away, but can you move a second because we were getting the uh, getting the bad connection. Let's uh, let's start that again. No, I get it. Chris, we'll try to hit you back. We'll see if we can uh, regain that connection because uh, it's just bouncing around here for a second. Can you hear me, Chris? You on there? No. Okay. We'll try to we'll try to regain that connection. Usually, when that happens, you wait about four seconds and it magically reappears. Lately, I've noticed Jeff that it just kind of continues. So we'll just uh, reestablish that connection. Uh, I'll ask him about Texas A and M and Auburn. Then we'll get right into his best bets on this weekend in college football. Chris, you back? I, I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like, now I, I you sound wonderful. There you go. It just it just it just 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 dropped out momentarily. All right. Uh, but but like the A and M Auburn game, like I don't think. I don't know if people out there realize, but Auburn controls its destiny to get to Atlanta in the SEC championship game. Like, like if they were to, if they still play Alabama and they play A&M tomorrow, and the, and the flip, if A&M wins tomorrow, then they're rooting for Auburn in, in, in the Iron Bowl because Auburn would upset Alabama, and then Auburn, then, then A&M winds up going to Atlanta in the SEC championship game. So it, it, it's a it's a bigger game than I think some people nationally realize. 
but 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 I do think the way A and turned their season around with the upset win over Alabama, the way Spiller's been running the ball. And that defensive line, I do think they're going to give Nick's problems, and I, and I would lay the four uh, in College Station. Okay. Uh, would you lay the four and a half? Four, yeah. Yeah. Yes, okay. Sir. All right. Just checking. All right. So what do you like best as best bets this week, then? It, it's, it's not a super week. And, again, my, my picks have been terrible this year. I'll fully admit that. But, but I'm going I'm to start tonight, and I'm going to take uh, BC. There's a lot of noise about Hunter playing tonight uh, for Boston College. Supposedly, he's taken – a lot of reps with the uh, with the ones and people up at BC have kind of gone radio silent on me, which kind of leads me to believe that uh, there, there's a lot to those reports. So uh, if he does play BC, that, that number's going to move. So uh, I, I would take BC and probably take BC on the money line as well. Um, I, I know there, there are quite a few people who think I'm nuts for, for taking Rutgers plus the, uh, the 13 or 13, whatever the best number you can get on Rutgers. But look, Wisconsin in the last couple of weeks has essentially gotten eight turnovers um, in, in those two wins against Iowa and Purdue. They've run the ball like 100 times and completed like 15 passes for 150 yards. I trust Greg Schiano to put Graham Mertz in a situation where he's going to have to complete a pass in, in order for them to score. This, this is a Rutgers defense that shut down the good Michigan running game I think they'll do enough at home just to kind of sneak in the back door. Uh, I like Oregon State laying the 10.5 against Colorado. Uh, Oregon State has kind of been a predictable team this year. Uh, losing games at Wazoo and Cal, but now they get uh, the perfect elixir. If you take away the games against Arizona and Oregon's backups, they scored 7-0, 13-14, and three points uh, against Power 5 teams. And I, and I think the Beavers uh, coming off of a loss, going at an offense that can't, uh, keep up with them. And the, and the other game I would, I would keep an eye on uh, is Miami. And, and again, this is uh, a, a number. It's a pretty powerful like situation. And I know people don't like to play trends and angles and stuff, but uh, if you go back over the last 10 years, there have been 13 times where a team won outright uh, in consecutive games as an underdog of greater than a field goal like Miami has the last couple of weeks um, against NC State and Pitt. And then they were a double-digit favorite the following week. Those thirteen tens are three and ten against a number with four outright losses. So again, he's put it all together. It kind of makes sense because the team that's an underdog that wasn't expected to win games and they did, and now they're getting kind of overvalued and overplayed uh, into the role of a double-digit favorite. So while I respect what Miami's done, that's awesome as an alum that they've done this last couple of weeks. I don't know if I'm worthy to be laying ten, ten and a half, eleven points with a team that, oh by the way, lost to the Jackets. Here is an eighteen-point favorite. Okay, so we'll put them all in the newsletter for those who didn't uh, write down all of those. We'll put them all in the uh, VEASAN newsletter. Jeff Parlay has gotten them all. And then, Jeff, uh, this is we're talking about a 38-and-a-half-point spread here, but Connor Basilak is out for Missouri. Yeah, Basilak's out. It's going to be split between the uh, the young guns of Cook and Macon. At Brady Cook there. and Tyler Macon. So I don't know what that ha- what, what that does to a 38-and-a-half-point spread, Chris, but there's the latest on the quarterback situation at Mizzou. And they're the they're the only team yet to cover a game in the FBS this year. Owen eight Owen eight dash number. And the thing is, Georgia has their own uh, concerns right now with Jabari uh, Sailor, They're great up at the Blimey being out, and a uh, an off the field issue with Adam Anderson, their leading sacker. So I right. probably stay far away. From that we were to stay far away, indeed. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. You're quite welcome, guys. Take care. Chris Felica, everybody. We'll come back. Jeff's top three picks from the Megapod in the NFL. We'll do that next. Right here on the Numbers Game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break. And consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation blogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN midseason football special is here for only $99. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on VSIN.com and the upcoming College Hoops betting guide. You ready for College Hoops, Jeff? Huh? Huh? <laughs> reaction. That's why I keep saying that. That's a great deal. Only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. This is from uh, Spike Magruder. He says, uh, talking about the uh, Frank Gore participating in a boxing match, perhaps against Darren Williams, former NBA-er. He says, to give Mr. Gore some credit, saw an article late summer saying he, uh, he had taken to boxing since retiring. Gore greater than Williams. Using the old... Uh, the math symbol for greater than. Uh, D-Gen, Southern Gen, I know they play uh, different positions. Since you're a, a Washington football fan and I'm a Falcon fan, I thought you would relate to this. Can't help but compare OBJ to D'Angelo Hall. Amazingly undeniable talent, but an absolute cancer in any locker room. D'Angelo Hall, man, he would go from uh, Aaron Schatz as football outsiders, top 10 rated corners one year to like top 10 worst rated corners another. Mark Gottlieb talking about... Uh, my thoughts on taking Green Bay versus Kansas City and Kansas City's unwillingness seemingly to have any patience on the offensive side of the football or really just like the prosperity of running the football. Mark Gottlieb says, I wish to point out that as a Philly uh, fan that and an Andy Reid admirer, that when the Eagles began a, to tailspin, he was incapable of adjusting. He is great at developing his team, but not at reinventing. Uh, coming up a little later on the show. Vinny Maliulo and Ron Flatter, Breeders' Cup picks coming up. You into the Breeders' Cup, Jeff? You uh, you play the horses this weekend? Is that what you're doing? I'll be completely honest with you. The only reason I know that it's this week is because of our reads for the Ron Flatter Racing Pod, the yeah. fact that we have Ron Flatter on the show, and the fact that you thought it was last week and then I saw that it was this week. Right, but if I said to you right now, I said, after the show, we're getting in a car and we're driving to Del Mar, who's not doing that? Oh, I would... How could you not? Let's go. <laughs> if a hundred percent. I mean, what? I mean, weather will be perfect. I mean, it's phenomenal. Absolutely. We'll get them uh, here momentarily. But first, again, uh, the beating the book megapod. So we do two uh, episodes of the beating the book podcast during football season. We've done that this way for years and years. Guessing Lines, which airs here on VEASAN, um, we have that on, on Mondays on the uh, Beating the Book feed. And then Thursdays, we do the Megapod, which does not air anywhere else. And it's uh, Mike Palm, uh, Todd Wishnev, and I. Used to be Marco and Ace for many years, and now it's, t- now it's uh, Mike Palm and Todd Wishnev, the staples of the show. And then we have a rotating guest every week, and that guest can be you know, someone from the media, someone from you know, the analytics community, whatever, but it's, it's just so generous of everyone to spend an hour with us. This week, we had two guests. It was Las Vegas Chris, multiple contest winner here in Las Vegas. Uh, he's won the contest, football handicapping contest at the Win at the Palms, finished 
second and fifth at Circa last year. He won last man standing in college football. This year, by the way, he's gotten down to the final 20 and the NFL version of last man standing, so he's deep in that. So if you want to hear his, uh, and, and the Megapod follows the same format every week, which is thoughts on our Thursday night game, whether we have a bet or not, uh, our three best bets, side or totals, uh, our teaser of the week, our survivor thoughts, and then, by the way, two-leg, six-point teaser, and then our final two questions, which is the big favorite you think is most likely to lose outright, and which game do you want no part of? And that's what we do every week. If you want to hear Las Vegas Chris's uh, answers to all those questions and Mike Palms and Todd Wishnevs, you can listen to the Beating the Book Megapod, available where all podcasts are distributed. I gave, though, today what I had answered all that. Jeff, you haven't had a chance to do so yet. What did you end up with your top three best bet cider totals in the NFL this week? So uh, I like too many favorites. I like too many favorites on our uh, uh, on the pod this week. And the other thing that I will say is, you and I agree on one of the picks. Yes, we do. And as you know, you know the rule on the pod. If that gets selected by two or more people, it's usually in trouble. No, two's fine. Three, Three? death knell. Well, yeah. Well, you can listen and figure out what the third, which one is the third one <laughs> yes. when we get there. Oh, uh, but. Again, Chargers, and we talked about it when the line came out. I thought at two and a half it was good. Now that it's come back to one and a half, I know there's Strange a question line. about Herbert's hand. Strange line. But yes, that, right hand. His that, throwing uh, hand. That line is very peculiar, even with look, Herbert's going to play based off everything that we see. But the Eagles against good teams have just collapsed. They Their defense does nothing to slow down good offenses. Uh, Jalen Hurts is really just been mediocre at best this year. Laying one and a half with the Chargers feels pretty good. I agreed with you on New England. I don't care if it's Walker or Darnold. The New England defense is the most improved unit over the last month in the NFL. And Belichick has finally found what his defense is good at. Three and a half is not enough. Lay that on the road with the Panthers, or against the Panthers with New England. And then Look, I understand this may be a difficult game, but Cincinnati at two and a half, which is still out there across the board, bounce back spot for them. This feels like an overreaction to their loss to the Jets. With all of Cleveland's injuries, I would have expected this to be four. Uh, so at two and a half, I'll take a number that I think is uh, much better than I would have made it uh, with two and a half on the Bengals, Gil. And your six-point teaser was the Ravens and the Steelers. Yeah, look, uh, as uh, Las Vegas Chris will point it out on the podcast, do whatever is better pricing for you. Take that as a six-point teaser to tease uh, Baltimore down to a pick and the Steelers to a, to laying a half, or a money line parlay. Whatever is priced better at whatever your outs are, take the best price available on that. Megapod, beating the book of Megapod each and every Thursday. Again, we do it. Uh... A deep dive into football. If you don't get enough football here, go to that. It's all football for at least an hour each and every week. And then there's Survivor, right? So this is the most splintered week of all Survivor weeks. We haven't had a chance to talk about it yet really today in depth. Uh, but it really comes down to a 14-game schedule, including last night's game, where you have legit eight different well, maybe even nine, but certainly eight different options, which is unlike any previous week this year. But essentially, you had Indianapolis to choose from last night, and then you have the Cowboys. You don't really have the Dolphins anymore, because I think it's Terod Taylor kind of eliminates that, but that would be my take on it anyway. But the Saints... Uh, Six-and-a-half-point favorites, favorites versus the Falcons. The Bills, the biggest favorite on the board at Jacksonville. The Ravens, the aforementioned Ravens hosting the Vikings. The Chiefs got into survivor range, certainly, for, for many, when Aaron Rodgers was ruled out because he tested positive for COVID. Not just immunized. I mean, not, not vaccinated, just immunized. Rams, minus seven-and-a-half-point favorites against the Titans, and then the Steelers Monday night against the Bears. And so the question becomes, obviously, if you're in Survivor this far, you've used at least a couple of these teams, uh, including the Colts last night. But, um, you know, you're going to have, and then others are going to have some teams available to them. So as far as the Colts last night, we have no idea in Circa Survivor what percentage used the Colts, percentage of the remaining 1,100-plus entries used the Colts. We only find that after the deadline. But there are websites out there that cull together uh, big Survivor pools around the country and estimate for us what the percentages are. And they estimated that the Colts would be used in about 20%, roughly, of all Survivor entries this week. So 20%, who knows? 
Do you think that will be the most this week? I think it might be. I think it might be. Colts, 20%, roughly, could be. Of like, Maybe the Chiefs, you think? Do you think people gravitate towards the Chiefs with I'm Jordan I'm very Love? curious to see what people do with Dallas and Buffalo with the Thanksgiving scenarios for both of them. The circa quirk is that Dallas and Buffalo play on Thanksgiving. And so that really enters your thinking on this. But I will, I will say this for me, because I have not decided. This is the first week at this point that I still am not super sure as to who I'm going to pick. But the notion of picking the Steelers or the Saints, Big Ben, despite playing the Bears on Sunday night, the Saints with Trevor Simeon hosting the Falcons, and then the Ravens having to face the Vikings. The Ravens probably have the best opponent of the teams that are six or seven point favorites or in that pocket. I don't know. Do you do you take the? Do, are people going to play the Rams against a Derrick Henryless Titans team? That would seem to me to be a little frisky. But of all these teams that are listed up here, and we just went through a bunch of them, how many of those do you think lose outright? Somebody's losing outright. Maybe even a couple of them. Maybe even more. I'll give you three that could that that wouldn't shock me if they lose. Miami wouldn't shock me if they lose because they're horrible. Oh no doubt. Even you should be, you shouldn't be picking Dolphins anymore. Yeah, no, you shouldn't. You shouldn't do it. But yeah. look, there are going to be people that submitted it early, thinking it was going to be Davis Mills potentially. People, but if people are submitting if, early, they got this all wrong. No, I yeah, hundred percent. Well, actually, no, that's that's not true because it wasn't even was yeah, it wasn't open yet. Yeah. Um, I have a weird feeling about. New Orleans, about that game being tighter than it needs to be. For I the do, Saints. too. I, I have the same feeling about the Steelers and the Bears. That I'm not all the way with you on, even though we know Mike Tomlin's teams always have one result a year that make absolutely no, no sense whatsoever. They have, they have more than one these days. More than one a year these days. I don't know. Do you dip into the Thanksgiving pool? That's how I would dip do into go. the Thanksgiving waters. That is a consideration. That makes this fascinating, at least for the circus survivor uh, pool itself. That's for sure. Always fun to contemplate. We'll come back. Vinny Maliula, Ron Flatter, the Breeders' Cup picks next on a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The Breeders' Cup returns to Del Mar today and tomorrow. Oh, man, would I love to be there. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod returns with two episodes this week. First, there's a handicapper's pop up with Chrissy Andrews, Johnny Avello, and Dwayne Colucci. Colucci! Analyzing all 14 races. And on the regular episode, jockey Mike Smith, trainers Brad Cox, Chad Brown, and Bill Mott, workout analyst Bruno Giulio. That's Bruno DiGiulio and XBTV's Zoe Cadman and Jeff Siegel offer their insights. Subscribe free at iHeart, Apple, Google, Spotify, or Stitcher, or download both episodes, why don't you, at vsun.com slash podcast. The Ron Flatter Racing Pod, sponsored by First Bet. Vinny Maliulo is here, ladies and gentlemen. Slow jamming with Vinny. And Vinny, what do you know? We have live from San Diego. First of all, hello. How are you, Vinny? You good? Well. I'm well, Gil. Let's turn with you. I missed uh, Ron's uh, podcast. I had a, I had a scheduling conflict, but uh, all the other Italians were there, obviously. So <laughs> all of them, every single one of them. <laughs> we happen to have a, a non-Italian with us right now. The aforementioned Ron Flatter from San Diego. How you doing, Ron? Actually, I was adopted by a father who is Italian. So I don't know what do you not in the in the blood, but certainly in the uh, upbringing. So yeah, it's it's a rally. Ladies and gentlemen, Ron Flatter. Can we can we show the? Do we have the Ron? Flatter? Oh, we don't have it yet. I'm sorry. Well, that's for later. Oh. I was gonna. I had a whole bit going and everything. I apologize. Um, by the way, I read an entire Ron Flatter blog, five thousand plus words this weekend about his experience on the Weakest Link. It is riveting. Game show, play by play, blow by blow blog. <laughs> Let me tell you, Ron has always had an element of. A combination of weakest link and Jeopardy, even when he's in <laughs> studio uh, with Brent and I over the years. So he knows like minuscule things that just are amazing. Ron, we have a scratch, a big scratch at the Breeders' Cup already. Yeah, the uh, favorite in today's feature, the Juvenile, mm. which is coming up 7:50 Eastern Time up at Del Mar. 
and that is Jack Christopher. He had the top buyer speed figure yeah. in his summertime campaign, and so he is out, and that means the Bob Baffert horses are really going to run a rough shot in this one because the speed will be set by three Bob Baffert horses in the new favorite now, Corniche for the controversial trainer, breaking from the number 12 hole, was 5-2 to two on the morning line that will have to be adjusted with the absence of the favorite, probably will be shorter than 2-1 to one as a result of that. So that's, and I'm hearing there may be more high-profile scratches in the next uh, 48 to, or 30, 24 to 48 hours, so stay tuned. Wow, okay, so five races today and all nine tomorrow. Of the five today, let's start with you, Ron. What do you like best? If you talk about what I like best or what do you think is going to pay the most, uh, let's start with like best, and let's go to the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. Echo Zulu is the favorite in the race, but I like Juju's map uh, for trainer Brad Cox. The reason is... You will look for two-turn experience in a race where horses are going to go two turns. And these two-year-old horses, not all of them have. And the favorite in this race, who is Echo Zulu, has not gone two turns. But Juju's map has, and that's the big reason I'm looking at her in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Phillies. All right, what about Pays Most? Pays most that that might be a, a whole nother uh, uh, thing for the uh, you know the upsetting of the apple cart and everything like that. Uh, I'm looking though in the last race of the day, and that is the Breeders' Cup. Uh, juvenile uh, turf, the juvenile turf. So this is the two-year-old boys mostly uh, on the grass. And uh, as far as that's concerned, I'm looking at maybe Tis the Bomb, eight to one on the morning line. Has won her la- uh, his last three races for Kenny McPeak, including uh, a, an impressive win coming from behind in the Bourbon Stakes at Keeneland last month. So the number four horse in the finale today could be the one that could get you some money. Okay, Vinny, what about you? Yeah, I think uh, Ron brings up a good point. The two races that probably will have. Uh, or the three races really uh, that'll have some prices will be uh, the ones with the biggest fields. That'll be the six uh, race, uh, the juvenile turf sprint, and um, uh, the juvenile Philly turf, as well as uh, the uh, uh, juvenile turf that Ron mentioned. I'm going to go back to the uh, to the juvenile. I love the juvenile because out of this race will will come uh, probably the early favorite for the uh, Kentucky Derby future book. Even though Jack Christopher is out, command performance is a horse uh, that uh, that I'm looking at. Uh, at five to one, Irad Ortiz. I think the uh, the extra sixteenth of a mile will suit him well, and uh, so I'm looking uh, I'm looking at command performance. Uh, in maiden, the Cup Juvenile. Maiden, ooh, <laughs> I like it. Uh, that's the voice of of horse racing nations, Ron Flatter. Everybody, by the way, uh, here's what I was uh, talking about earlier. This is on Ron Flatter's Twitter, which uh, coincidentally is at Ron Flatter on Twitter. Uh, Life changing event twenty years ago when he won on the original U.S. version of uh, NBC Weakest Link. Look at that, a young Ron Flatter. Not only did he gross eighty thousand five hundred dollars, but he also scored a steak dinner back in Connecticut. Um, <laughs> it looks he, like it was Greg like, Peterson. Huh? It, it's a yes. Hey Ron, <laughs> I have a question. Was that taken at Camp Lejeune? Because you look like a Marine drill. <laughs> Instructor, <laughs> I, I was. You were not the first person to say that in the last twenty years, Vinny. Uh, it might have been. Anyway, if you <laughs> mixed them up, if you're interested in reading about Ron's experience there, uh, it is it is actually riveting. You should check out Ron's Twitter at Ron Flatter. So, Horse Racing Nations, Ron Flatter. By the way, I should give him the proper uh, proper uh, pedigree here. What about tomorrow? Nine races leading up, of course, to the Classic. What have you bet? I'm going to look at the Breeders' Cup Philly and Mare turf. Japan normally comes over with horses, and they're pretty much coming for participation awards. Take your ribbon home, and thanks for the trip. But they've got a Philly in this race, actually a five-year-old mare, named, uh, and I'm going to get the name wrong here, uh, Going for Love. I'm going to double-check here to make sure I actually got that right. Uh, but this, uh, this is a mare, when you look at the video of her, Looks big, looks strong, looks fast, and looks like she can get the distance. And so uh, from that standpoint, in that race, in the Philly and Mare uh, turf, uh, going for love, uh, I'm looking at her. Maybe not at a big price because that's becoming the wise guy horse around here. But uh, as far as maybe, you know, looking wise, I think you could do very well do that in a race that could be fairly wide open for betters. Vinny? I like the classic. I was going to look at Art Collector, and who has three straight wins since Bill Mott took over uh, training for the horse. But Saez is on essential quality, and essential quality is just an absolute monster, in my opinion. So for me, um, I'm going to I'm going to uh, go with essential quality on top of my uh, exotics as well. Ron, where does this rank as far as classics go in terms of the uh, the group of horses? Where does this rank for you? 
You may not have an all-timer, but you certainly have a balanced field, and maybe we will yet have an all-timer. I think we've had a really good three-year-old crop this year. You look at essential quality, will it be the best three-year-old as far as betting interest coming into the field? If you look at who's going to attract the money, the horse that won the Belmont Stakes, great duel with Hot Rod Charlie. And by the way, Hot Rod Charlie in this race, adding blinkers for this one from Doug O'Neill. So you've got those two names. They could be dueling all over again. You've got the favorite, Nick's Go, seven for seven at two turns for trainer Brad Cox, but has never raced a mile and a quarter, looking to be the first horse in 12 years to make his debut at a mile and a quarter and win the classic. But Vinny, I'm staying on Art Collector. Luis Saez is otherwise committed in terms of his rides. You got Mike Smith on board, who's on the podcast, by the way. And uh, he is coming on a horse that is three for three since his transfer to Bill Mott. And so I think Art Collector at eight to one, you're getting value there. Yeah, definitely put our collector in, uh, in in the exotics for certain. Um, you know, another horse. And there's money to be made here, even though the, ho- the the field is not so great. The fact that it's the Breeders' Cup, and Ronald uh, can attest to this, there's so much more liquidity in these pools than the smaller uh, uh, fields uh, during the normal year. Uh, so like a derby, with, like a triple crown. Well, yeah, because yeah. everybody gets involved with them. Again, these are, uh, you know, the races, these are two of the biggest race days of the year, today and tomorrow, in terms of the Breeders' Cup and the World Championship. So, even if it's a shorter field and the prices are a little bit short, uh, there should be better prices uh, because of, of uh, the amount of money we wagered on these races. Okay. Ron, anything else we need to know? Uh, yeah, just we're, the weather looking good. It's a little foggy right now, as it always is by the ocean this time of day. It'll burn off, and it's going to be beautiful weather. Firm and fast tracks. And uh, Bruno DiGiulio on my podcast says, watch the tide reports coming out of Del Mar. Low tide could very well mean a drier track and could help be a more balanced track, but it could favor speed. Earlier in the day, when tide is high, more moisture in the track, and it could favor horses coming from the outside. So bear that in mind. If you don't have enough to keep track of with horse racing, now we're keeping track of the tides. Wow. Interesting little note for the horse players out there. Ron, uh, enjoy. You have, a, uh, you have a fine life, sir, I can see there. Enjoy the couple days. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I'm going to Mexico next week for vacation, so I will not be in touch. You don't have to brag. You don't have to brag. Wow. Ron Flatter, everybody. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. Horse Racing Nation's Ron Flatter, at Ron Flatter on Twitter. The worldly Ron Flatter. The, the, world <laughs> the international Ron, yes. man of horse racing. Uh, Jeff, were you leaning in on something there? Oh, I thought you had something breaking. Also, I don't know. He, he did the lean. He did the fake out. Um, okay. So when we come back, we got to flesh out uh, the bookmaker's standpoint on college football playoff rankings, or lack thereof a standpoint. Well, we'll get into that. Well, we have an opinion. By the way, real, yeah, I know you'll give it a pay. Real, real quick, uh, before we go to break here, the World Series, did it end up being like way less than normal for you? Not way less, but certainly less. I mean, it was not uh, as much as last year with the Dodgers uh, participating. Uh, it, it, look, it was a good, good, good. The two teams that earned their way there got there, but uh, I'm not going to say that it would. A Red Sox. Uh, Dodgers World Series would have had a significant amount more handle. Okay. And also, when we come back, I'm going to pass on a question that Jason Weingarten has for you guys. Okay. We'll do that on air as sure. well. Uh, Vinny Maliulo. Maolio to some. Slow jamming with Vinny. Coming back on a numbers game at Visa and the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 
Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on v the sports betting network. Become a weekend warrior at BetMGM. King of the Weekend is a free-to-play challenge where you can win up to $50,000 for correctly picking the highest-scoring pro football teams during the weekend. Simply log into your account and find the King of the Weekend contest in your promotion section. Then pick the six teams you think will score the most points from the selected games. $1,000 go to the top entry each week, and if you guess all six in the right order, the grand prize of $50,000 could be yours, plus hundreds of dollars in free bets will be awarded to players who come close to a perfect score. Go to your account try the King of the Weekend free-to-play game. New to BetMGM? Download the app today and make weekend football even better. Only at BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Remember, $1,000 will go to the top entry each week. And if you guess all six in the right order, the grand prize of $50,000 could be yours. Slow jamming with Vinny Maliulo, everybody. Vinny, on the show today, we have uh, we talked NASCAR, we talked uh, Premier League soccer, we talked horse racing, uh, we even mentioned boxing. It's like 1979 in here today. <laughs> it's a throwback. Throwback day. Throwback show. Good. Good stuff. Good variety. You know what well I did, done, buddy. You know what I didn't mention? Tennis. No tennis for you? From well, you? I, well, we haven't been talking about tennis because they're indoor, right? So the indoor hardcore is a little, a little more you know, quirky than, than outdoor hardcore. But I will say this, because Jeff and I were, were mentioning this off air. I had, uh, I had Uber Kotz this morning against uh, James Duckworth, who has just been def- defying numbers the whole time here in, hard, in uh, indoor hardcore season. But I am, someone asked me, am I taking a flyer on Taylor Fritz today against Novak Djokovic? And Taylor Fritz is like plus $4 or more. He's been playing un- just unbelievably well the last stretch of hardcore season. And the answer is I am not. The answer is, is that it's probably too big of a number. Yes, based on the number itself, $4 is $4 plus. Uh, is is probably too big of a number, but the question becomes: Do you really think he will win the match against Joker? And I'm I'm just not willing to go there. I am, however, taking a flyer. Uh, I bet this last night uh, on Casper Ruud against Sasha Zverev. So I do have that in the account, uh, which is a I got it at plus two oh eight on Casper Ruud. I'm not sure what the number is now. I'm not sure if it went with me or against me. Let me check. Do 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 do. It is at plus two twenty nine. So it's gone against me. Mm. So I do have a you know at plus two oh eight. You can get an even better number now. Plus two twenty nine. That is a little later on today. Uh, okay. So. Yes. Question from Jason Weingarten. Yes. Are you accepting a question from Jason yes, Weingarten? Yes, I like Jason. Jason, Those the host job. of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast, available where all podcasts are available. Um, he said, okay, first of all, he said, can you ask Chrissy next time you see him? But I'm going to ask you. Right, uh, he said, I don't know if South Point had World Series MVP, but he says, you know, when I tweet out that I like Solaire on your show and people bet it, does do they think that books lose money generally on that market? First of all, did you put it, it up? Yeah, I thought I thought we did have a, a smaller group in a field, Gil. But the thing about MVP in 
a final, whatever final it could be. So not a full um, season, but, not, fun, but, but a, yeah. There's, so so the full season has more interest. Now you say, well, yeah, then it does have more interest because it's longer, right? And you have it up longer typically. But I'm, I mean, just from a general inquiry by by betters. Folks, when it comes to a a final series, they're more interested in the series price. Obviously, the games, individual games, the props, um, exact number of wins, either team by in exact number of games, type thing. I mean, even I remember when the Warriors, when Andre Iguodala won the uh, the MVP that won, mm-hmm. he, he was tripled. He was like a hundred to one or more. He was high, all right. Yeah. And um, it wasn't uh, it wasn't. That there wasn't that much exposure to it. Just it does not get the the energy, I guess, uh, of of a season long MVP. At least, at least here at the South. At least, yeah, yeah, and I, again, some places yeah. may do, but um, so many other betting options get get the attention. But you, that's a good question. You, by uh, you did have season long MVP here. Yes, we did have that. Okay. Yeah. And right. so that and the Cy Young Award as well. Yeah. Again, the finalists announced on Monday, finally, by the Baseball Writers Association, because you can never get to that too quickly. Uh, Monday, they will announce the three finalists, <laughs> National League and American League for, for all of those, all the four majors, Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, Cy Young and MVPs, AL and NL. And then we'll have to wait another week to the 15th for the first of those to actually be announced, the winners to be announced, 16th, 17th, 18th, 18th of November being when the MVPs will finally be announced. Everybody with a Shohei ticket right now, just virtually like up at a t- up at the ticket window with their uh, waiting for a score to post, basically, <laughs> waiting for their amazing. tickets. I want oh, and if Juan Soto could cash, por favor. Okay, um, then the college football ranks. So the first college football playoff rankings right. came out this week. It's a five-week production. They sell ad time. Only the last one matters. People debated. Mm-hmm. From your perspective, one big meh, huh? Well, it's interesting. By the way, I was watching you and Matt Brown when it was you guys were on. I think yes. when it was announced yes. the other day, and um, you know, I'm not going to sit here and and critique the the, the committee's work. I, I safe to say, and I was speaking with uh, Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher yesterday about this. Here, here's how I sum it up. Okay, there are polls. And then there are prices. Yeah. And when you look at, I mean, the the, the committee had uh, Michigan State and Oregon, three and four. And again, there's no disrespect to either of those programs. Certainly, Michigan State has been a terrific surprise this year. But the reality is that there are other teams that, <clears throat> if you said, Vinny, give me a price on this matchup on a neutral field, there are teams that are going to be favored over those teams. Mm-hmm. That that so from our perspective, again, Gil, you and I have had this conversation many uh, every year uh, since Veasan uh, came on the air, talking about okay, what's what? Just listen. Here's what we say: give, give us the matchups. We'll give you the prices. Yeah. And, and go and have at it. And look, look the, the team that they have ranked third in the country is only a three point favorite against Purdue. Well, well so that's there just, you go. You know, I yeah. mean. Look, the, t- the top two we're in c- total agreement on. The yeah. reality is Alabama is going to be favored over everybody except Georgia. Mm-hmm. Georgia's going to be favored over everybody yeah. right now. Now, Michigan State, I mean, Oklahoma and Ohio State are, are higher than, you know, have a higher power rating than them. So it, it's just an example. Uh, and again, it, it's, it's, I guess it's terrific for conversation out I, there in the world and everything like that. But from our perspective, yeah. uh, it's, it's a whole different uh, set of circumstances. No need to belabor the point. We just thought we'd bring it up for yeah. a couple minutes because it just needs to be said once a year. Um, then you have your college football prop. We did. That we have for the beginning of the year. Uh-huh. Give us those those cluster of teams, if you sure. would, again. I will. And, uh, again, these went up, Gil, uh, back in August, first uh, August 10th. And they, we grew, had three groups and a field. So the three groups, I'll give the opening price uh, and then where it is today. Uh, first group, Alabama, Texas, Iowa State, Miami, Penn State, and Cincinnati. Opened at plus 225. Right now, plus 250. 
five to two. Yeah. Okay. Obviously Alabama in that mix. Clemson, LSU, USC, Notre Dame, Florida, and Wisconsin. Ooh. Four to one at the time. <laughs> yes. How many zeros did you add? Add a couple. Yeah. Uh, so two hundred to one right now there and climbing. Go. That's a brutal. Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia, UNC. Oregon and Texas A&M open the favorite at minus a quarter, now minus three fifty. Oh, I believe it because okay. you have Georgia and and then the State. field uh, at twenty to one uh, on the open at twenty five because there are still teams lurking. And when you look, here's one thing you do pay attention when you look at the committee. You say, well, wait, what if one of these teams gets in there? Right, Michigan State is in the field, mm-hmm. right? So, you, you, so the field is when some people may say, well, that's too low. Well, yes, but the reality is. There are teams that are still, I guess, in the conversation, and uh, you know, so the field is uh, is just, is only twenty five to one. UFC, pretty big card this weekend. We're yeah. going to talk about it extensively on primetime action tonight. Um, but the, the what do you figure the handle on something like that's going to be? Different? I would. I wish this card was here because anytime a card is here, like the boxing that's going to be here this weekend, again, I always uh, figure it, it, it's a minimum of a 20 to 25% increase when it's here. And now, if it's a, if it's a mega card, if it's a, it would be even more than that. But this card being at the Garden, and when you look at these names, I mean, uh, the Chandler Getchy fight, I think that's the leadoff fight, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, Matt Jeff Santos right. was telling me because, yeah. uh, because you know, he trains other fighters, mm-hmm. too. They have to space sure. it out. So, not but that fight is, I think that card is going to be is going to be terrific and and very uh, uh, very strongly bet. So good good a good card. Uh, do you have liability on a basketball team in the NBA to win the title? Not yet. Not not really. Nothing outstanding just yet. Have I mean, people so. bet college basketball futures rampantly? Yes. Starting uh, uh, again the usual the usual suspects uh, Gonzaga and you know what's the, the challenge? Of course, Tuesday's a big. It's like I think the, between the the main rotation and the added games, I want to say there's about seventy games. <laughs> um, the challenge uh, with it is. Uh, the transfer portal. If you thought it was enormous or considerable in football, even more so in college hoops. Vinny, appreciate it as always. Always good to be Thanks with you. Thanks for your Breeders' Cup thoughts as You're well. You're welcome. The man still loves bending him some horses. Vinny Maolio, everybody, <laughs> from behind the desk here at the South Point. Uh, enjoy. Lombardi line. Will talk UFC Santos? Yes, they will. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. Football for sure, though, with Michael Lombardi next. Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. 